0: This week's show has been brought to you by Delta Hat. Delta Hat is a consultancy uh, company um, near Nottingham that provide industry-leading analysis to the pharmaceutical sector. The director, Anthony, is a regular and avid listener of the show, so he's asked us to promote some job vacancies for him.
1: Yeah, Anthony and Delta Hat have got three roles going at the moment, the main one being a statistician which is evidence-based in medicine, and there's a couple of graduate roles for a statistician and a graduate health economist. Delta Hat offers a compelling package to the right candidate, as well as a competitive salary, there's generous amounts of annual leave, and as the company is small, you have a meaningful say in how it's run and the type of work they take on. Josh, sounds like it's a role for you. How can somebody find out more and apply?
2: yes yeah, so if you're interested in uh, any of those roles head over to our show notes and we'll have a link for each one um, but you can also find them under delta hat on indeed's uh job vacancy website
1: Welcome to episode 68 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Happy New Year to everyone and hopefully we can keep you company on your run or whatever you're up to for the next 60 minutes or so. Bit of a quieter week in the UK distance running scene, but we'll round up the results from some New Year's Eve slash day racing. Josh and Shane will talk us through their training weeks and we might even have a listener question or two in about 45 minutes once i've gone through instagram but before we do all of that in a week where we welcomed in 2023 and the phrase new year new me did its rounds on socials let me welcome to the show a man whose motto is more like new year same me run fast don't jog how's life in the world capital josh good uh
2: yeah not so bad uh i'm a bit tired today, actually but um yeah not not much, has, not much has been really happening had a week off work back to work tomorrow
1: so, you had a had a big New Year's Eve, didn't you? By the looks of it, fire
2: def- uh, It depends what you mean by big.
1: Well, you I was late. up late certainly.
2: I wasn't out. I was up late.
1: Okay, should we keep that Very private good. then?
2: No, 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 no. Uh, I was. Uh, Maddie Your went endurance. out. <laughs> Maddie went out, and uh, I didn't. I didn't really <laughs> want to, so I stayed and played COD till like four AM, oh, and I went okay. in and picked her up.
1: I actually didn't know that. That, <laughs> that couldn't have gone worse. Anyway. Let's welcome our co-host this evening. And do you know what? After hearing some news from Scarborough's New Year's Eve celebrations, that they had to be cancelled because a large mammal had beached himself on the shore, I was pleased to hear that it was Thor the Walrus and not Shane who'd been on a huge bender again. So how was your New Year's Eve,
0: Shane? Thor the Walrus. That's that's a great name yeah. for a walrus. I mean, I, I didn't go on a huge bender, so it was never going to be me. And... If I did, it's, it'll be more like uh, turning up on the beach of Skegness, wouldn't it? So,
1: yeah. So you didn't have a big New Year's Eve out in the
0: town then? No, I had a very civilized uh, New Year's Eve. It was quite nice actually. I had a had a bit of red wine, <clears throat> had some food, um, did really well at a a noise making game, and uh, went to the cathedral to hear the hear the countdown. I tried to picture that.
1: Was there keys in a bowl?
0: <laughs> I wish. No. Um, yeah, there's a noise-making game. It's like you you got to sit on your hands, like when you go to certain establishments, and um, you got to, like, imitate the noise of something and people have to guess what it is.
1: Can you do the noise of a giraffe? No, can you? No, because it's silent. Anyway, um, <laughs> right, Josh let's talk about some running you can kick us off this week because well you and shane are the ones who need to talk about the training weeks because mine is zero so let's go, well, that, that, go. i
2: was gonna say that's predictable um okay so if you listen to last week uh i actually did monday and tuesday last week so i'm not going to go into any detail of the ribble wrap the, the yeah so, so monday, monday you did
1: um but i'll I'll, that-
2: I'll brush over it but if you want to listen to that in more detail listen to last week's episode um so yeah monday did uh in strides <clears throat> tuesday uh was 10k uh ran 30 31 and then uh, yeah that was it so i drove home so wednesday morning um i did sorry wednesday afternoon um i did 10 miles 558s uh so I, that's Basically, I had a couple of easy runs, uh, and then recovery run, and then a session for the week. So, um, yeah, for right. I went, went up the um, same way I sometimes do on these runs because it's basically like uphill for the first couple of miles and then end up running downhill for quite a few miles. And uh, it's quite a nice way to warm up because I mean, no matter how fast or slow I run on the first mile, it generally feels a bit just like, uh. so if you get that uphill out of the way. It still feels the same, and then you just feel good for like eight miles or so. Because um, if I think, if you look at the elevation, I looked at this when I did it after you said it the other day. Elevation for the first two miles is like 300 feet or something. Stop. 120 and then 186. But then it's like downhill, 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 downhill. So, yeah, that was nice. Uh, and then <laughs> quite similar actually on um, Thursday. It track days already. Um, so, I did 12 miles and I was at 555s. Um, so, I've been running a couple, um, couple of times with the club chairman here, his son. So, he's only 15, a guy called Kian. And uh, he sort of did two, miles two to seven as like his tempo. Um, so, he's been jumping in on some of my more probably, what well, i say is like easy run, he'll sort of do as a tempo or some sessions. So, when I did 10 by a K the other day, he was trying to do 800s. But he would sort of do one, sorry, do two,
1: miss one, do two, miss one. Um, so just giving me a bit of comfort, which is quite nice. What club chairman's this? Cardiff. Yeah. Surprised he still talks to you after you abandoned them.
2: I haven't actually done any paperwork yet.
1: Oh, so he's still available. Anyone listening?
2: <laughs> yeah, if the if the transfer fee is big enough. Um, and then. I ran with Keen again on Friday, actually. So I did eight miles of recovery. recovery. Uh, so I was 6.53s. Sorry, oh, yeah, 6.53s. We actually did the same loop as the day before, pretty much, and um, because I added on yes, uh, the day before. Uh, and then Saturday, I was, this was quite a good session, actually. So um, again, Keen jumped in. And his dad, uh, Gordon, jumped on the bike for me, which was really handy. So normally, I do, I've done this quite a few times on the track. Um, and i went i did it on the road actually um so there's a bit of a loop where if anyone's ever done the cardiff park run when they do the winter alternative loop sometimes if it floods um the normal one so it's around that field Um. so it's just over a mile so i had 60 second recovery and these are it was a sort of threshold effort so normally aim between sort of 455 and five minutes um and I think last time I did these, I ran sort of 453 to 455s on the track for 600. Sorry, 1,600. Um, but this was a little bit quicker. And it, it, I sort of tried to make it the same effort. I saw it sort of wasn't pushing, really. Um, I've not actually put the rep time, so let me get my... Okay, I mean, they're basically between 455, 455 for the first one, and I got down to 449 uh, for a couple in the middle. Um, and that's... I felt really, really good, actually. So I, I obviously helped having Gordon on the bike. Uh, cuz I sort of just sat behind as well um, but you know when it's uh when it's been wet and you get bike spray so my face and my whole front was absolutely filthy after um and then yeah so it was new year's eve so like i said at the beginning i ended up staying up pretty late um i was pretty tired when i woke up so i didn't go to bed uh till like 5 um but then i did my long run uh, at half four at night, and that was n- not pleasant to say the least.
1: So half four at night, yeah, you mean the afternoon? Well, afternoon
2: it was dark. Anything dark to me is Yeah, there.
1: not not in the morning. I thought you meant like oh no no, no, no in the morning. no, no. I was like, no, no. You're mad no. no.
2: Um, and you know when you're like so tired, you just feel like sick. I kind of felt like that in the morning, and all I had I had a bacon sandwich, and that's all I'd had. So I did feel a little bit. Like, I was near the end of a marathon the last couple of miles, probably like from 16 onwards.
1: I was like, Oh, I don't feel great. Um,
2: so I ended up doing 18 miles at
1: 5.55 So, after you're getting to bed at five o'clock, how long are you sleeping for?
2: Uh, I think I got up at half 11.
0: So, what's that? <laughs> six five hours, five and a half hours, mate. That's um, more. No, well, yeah, uh, max six. Yeah. Assuming yeah, assuming you were asleep the second... I it, it, it was certainly
2: broken sleep. Because <laughs> Maddie was quite drunk. I heard her go to the toilet and she walked. She must have not realised she'd shut the bedroom door and she walked headfirst into it. Which is <laughs> very
0: amusing. But uh, <laughs> it woke me up. I think there's something in this, right? Not allowing your girlfriend to walk headfirst into things. <laughs> Um, And it's not deliberate, and I'm also not just to find some of my own behaviours.
1: But (laughs) doing the
0: odd long run, when you are in one way, shape or form, fucked, it's not a bad training stimulus every now and then. Um, Absolutely, I don't encourage people always staying up late and going out and drinking or whatnot. But that feeling you say you you felt you got from the last um, couple of miles, You're going to be feeling that in a marathon, at marathon pace. Yeah, exactly. Um, So every now and then, I think it's finding the balance between, okay, today I need to go and get it done as you have done, or other days where you're like, oh, actually, I don't feel very well or don't feel good, like Aaron, or currently me, and sack it off. It's finding the right balance.
2: Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't sack it off because I would have made sure I got into a position to be able to do it. But I, I need to, after this, actually, I need to sort of, refuel properly because i ate in the evening but i still felt like that a little bit today um and i think it's just because when you when you basically just miss a meal because you're and i basically i slept last night i, I can't remember if i told you both i slept for 14 hours last night because it was so tired. I went to bed at eight o'clock and i didn't wake up till 10. It was mm. like unbelievable but i then missed breakfast because i ran i got back so I probably missed a meal two days in a row, so I do feel a little bit like, oh. But, yeah, I mean, that that's my week done. Um, I did also manage to get some drinks in on my my long run. Um, I don't know what was happening in Cardiff last night, but it was carnage. And obviously, because it was dark, we could only really go on roads where there was, um, sorry, on paths where it was lit, so that meant there was roads. So, Maddie was going there, and through town, chaos,
1: utter you, chaos. I mean, the question you just asked, I can answer it. People, most people are normal and lead a normal life. It's a bank holiday weekend, so they're probably going back out on it. Whereas us runners...
2: No, it was like, more yeah. like families. Well, it's New Year's it's Day. Just people it
1: everywhere. Off. It's January you Go sale. home.
2: Go home. It's dark. <laughs> Cluttering up my path. Right. But yeah, hey, I've managed, managed to get... Uh, I I only had 500 mil, but got some training Training the gut. So that worked out, 77 miles, average 606s, job done.
1: So what's the plan now? Um, How many weeks have we got to Valencia?
2: Um, Well, if someone's listening to this from this point, it's a week on Sunday.
1: Okay, so just two weeks from yesterday. Yeah, two training weeks. But this week is a big week?
2: Yeah, it's pretty big. Uh, I've I've actually got six by a mile again tomorrow, but 10K pace. So I won't have to run much different to last Saturday, to be honest. Um, (laughs) And then I've got some threshold stuff on the weekends. But yeah, I should be around 100 this week. I'm back up to 20 miles for a long run.
1: There
0: you go. Right, Shano, can you match that off the back of your illness? You're in for a very, very fast week. It's on record one of the shortest. uh, In fact, I did that little. I've not even put it in my training diary. So I'm going to have to go on Strava. If I can work it, how do I find my own activities?
1: I can kick you off, mate. 27th is when you kicked your week off.
0: Yeah, so we, we recorded, didn't we, on, uh, was it Boxing Day we recorded? No, we recorded. Oh, it was on 27th. 27th, wasn't it? Yeah, so, um, right, so I found my week. So, yeah, I obviously didn't run on Boxing Day because um, I started to feel a bit better after being quite, felt feeling quite ill on Christmas Day. So I ran on Tuesday with the lads. So I did uh, about an hour-ish. I think um, 55 minutes, uh, 720 pace. Um, To be honest, I felt all right. I I had, I think, one or two coughing fits, but I wasn't the only one managing this sort of illness on that. But by the time I finished, I I felt like, oh, it's going to be normal. But then after that run, my my legs started to ache. And I got, after a shower, I got quite tired pretty quickly. Um, Next morning, I was at work. And I had a session with a client, so that was nice and easy. So that was forty-five minutes. And um uh, I averaged eight twenty-seven per mile. Um honestly that killed me. Jesus. I was ruined. <laughs> like, Do you know I, what though?
2: I feel worse running that pace. I'd feel horrendous.
0: Well, that's fine. I'm just shuffling along, but I, I think more it genuinely actually took something out of me. Um I did manage to go into the gym in the afternoon. Um, I worked pretty hard in the gym, actually, so that might have contributed to what's about to come. Um, but, yeah, I had a good gym, gym session. And then that evening was our, as we mentioned last week, was the uh, just a, our curry night with a couple of the local runners. Um, I drove to the curry because I didn't want any temptations to have an abundance of alcohol. Not only because I can't handle it anymore, but also coming off the back of illness, I didn't think it'd be wise, but I did still get a late night, so I didn't really get home till maybe half 12-ish, even though I I wasn't drinking. And then I was up early for work again on Thursday, and I was absolutely ruined on Thursday. Like My body was so tired. So when I finished work, I was like, "Mm, I think I'm just going to go home and just have a little nap before I decide to run or not. And I think I, like, fell asleep for two hours, woke up for an hour or two to have tea and then went straight to bed. So no run on Thursday. Friday, I thought I'll try run again because uh, I sort of, I wasn't wasn't feeling as chesty or mm-hmm. as coffee. Um, so I ran on Friday, did 45 minutes. And to be honest, for about 40 minutes, I felt fine. I felt great, actually, because I hadn't run and we were running nice and slow. Um, and then the last five minutes, I like I started getting a headache um my limbs started to ache again I started feeling hot and I got to my car I was driving home and I almost felt a bit tipsy driving home um do you know what uh, that, it's a horrible but quite satisfying feeling not not a 45 minutes at 720 pace it's not. well no when it's like now the long run or a tough yeah. session or a cool down not not when you're like this so I, yeah, I felt awful. Uh, so that was Friday's run. So Saturday, I didn't bother running. And I was I was director at, at Parkrun in the morning. So I had quite a bit of work to do. And I was sort of up and about early doors. And I find it quite tiring uh, volunteering. So on Saturday, I was like, right, I know I'm also committed to social engagements tonight. I'm probably best not running so I sort of did my work, got the run report sorted and sort of tied up loose ends with park run. Um had a, had a nap in the evening and uh, went out that night. But again, I didn't really have a huge amount to drink. I maybe had equivalent to maybe a bottle of red wine um, over the night, plenty of food. That would do I was in... me. That <laughs> would do you. I think, I think I was in bed by one. Uh probably asleep straight away as well. And my uh, i don't know if anybody else has a garment that has the body battery body battery metric on. I quite like that and I often use my wake score to assess how um how good a quality my recovery is, like after training or going into sessions and stuff. My body battery went from five to sixteen overnight and it should be up at a hundred. So yesterday I was wiped out as well. Thankfully, though, I didn't get a hangover. So I was quite happy about that. Um, But I just got dominated by the illness. Um, I did get a good night's sleep that night. So on Sunday night. So we're we're on Monday now and I do feel much better. So hopefully next week I'll have some more miles to report. But I think that was about 19 miles for me for the week, um, which was a little bit less than the week before. Solid. So, still the plan
1: to go to Valencia off the back of this? Yep.
0: Yeah, so, I think I'll be targeting a sub-33 minute 10k. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame, uh, but these things happen, don't they? I mean, I think from listening to quite a few other people, I think the main goal over the next few weeks is just to try, try and be healthy because people keep having this where they say they think they're getting rid of it and the cold, the cough, whatever. And then it comes back, and that's kind of been happening to to me over these last few last sort of week and a half or so. And um, even like things like your your average resting heart rate, like mine's been getting back to normal, and, I'll, and then I'll have two days with it being really high again. Um, and usually, that sort of thing indicates that your body's fighting something. So I think, to be honest, if for Valencia, I think as long as I can just stand on the start line and be like, well, I can do something of effort today. I think I'd be quite happy.
2: I think the most annoying thing is I really wanted like a good head to head after Telford. I mean, it might still
0: happen. It might still happen. Um, You'll go off at 4.30 pace. Yeah. I might see you at nine and a half. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing my gym work um, until then anyway, and and hope that I don't get this, like you know it's still an opportunity to stand on the start line and work hard and, and if it's slow it's slow but if I can still work hard for 10k it's still good for me it's just good actually. practice yeah Um. and if 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 it's going to be like a good event to do in future years it, you you know you get your bearings don't you you learn you go through the processes of what, of what you're doing and preparing for the race so um, hopefully still valuing that but I just need to make sure I can run I think it's the first one mm-hmm.
1: Fair enough. Mm. So,
0: can, you,
2: can you can you do less than that, Aaron?
1: I could certainly do less than that. Now, <laughs> before I talk about my week, I I thought while well, Shane was just finishing off talking there, I'd have a look at um a couple of twenty twenty two stats for myself and and for us. Now, so last week before I started, I did nothing, no running, and I thought I've done a lot of that this year. I looked at my Strava bars. There's only one other week in august where i did no running for the week so it's only two weeks in the year where i've done no running which is probably two weeks in the last 15 years as well but um that's the first thing so we go to to mileage for the year i I bet you're
2: still not far off me
1: shane shane did 3243 miles last year i managed 2732 so not too bad, and I'm just going to pull up yours, Josh, because I've got to just click a quick button because it's 2022. Now, Josh, you just picked me, two thousand eight hundred and thirty, so you've got a hundred more than me. So that's all that's in the name. last week or so. If I had finished the year be. Uh, <laughs>
0: I could that, that also him. that also means I'm the best runner on the pod.
2: <laughs> it does. Would well, do you know anything anyway. by by the end of February? My mileage was so high for my average. Yeah. Well, that, and that is probably why it wasn't very high for the rest of the year.
1: So I'll just roll through my week. So, obviously, off back, we recorded on the Wednesday, I think it was actually. Um, I got ill on Christmas Day and then, yeah, felt awful all the way through to recording. I actually, when we finished recording, I got the editing done quite quickly and put it, put the show live. And I clicked on the uh, video recording by accident. And the colour of my face was interesting. So I'm glad I've got a little bit of colour back on my face this week. Um, and then I think it was the Thursday, I developed I developed a cough when I went to bed. So I went to bed, I made sure I was tired and I went to bed. Because I'd been struggling to get sleep because it was quite congested. So I made sure I was really tired, went up to bed and almost like, choked or needed to cough when i was cleaning my teeth and it like caused massive irritation anyway i tried not to wake jenny up but i I woke myself up about one o'clock coughing and couldn't get back to sleep i went downstairs and didn't get back to sleep till 6 a.m on that that night so I got a bit of sleep um but yeah the rest of the week was i think the fever continued all the way through to saturday i was still um yeah, still sweating a lot out, and I think New Year's Eve I felt a little bit better. We went around with some friends, um, had a wild night out, came home at nine pm, big night, um, <laughs> and me and Jenny went to bed, and then woke up yesterday. And I did look, I did a lot of people's plans yesterday, and I and I've I would say almost half the people I coach have got the same illness as shane's described and that i've just described in various forms it can come more some people get more of a sore throat some people head but the very common type issues and i was like i'm gonna start and go for a run today but then i realized i was just running because it was new year's day and i wasn't quite ready so i just binned that and started today i'll talk about today's run because it's all i've got to talk about i did 30 minutes a day which is second and it was hard. My bo- it was more like it wasn't like I come back from COVID. My breathing wasn't hard. It wasn't like my heart rate was exceptionally high. So that's that's good. It was more the fact that I ached from from four or five minutes in, I had aches in my hips, my glutes, and it was we I, I remember I as about a mile point, and I do that sort of that mile as a shakeout. I think I've done it with Josh before as a shakeout. And I, I used to be able to do a shakeout jog for two, three miles and it f- barely felt like you'd done a run. And there's mm-hmm. me this morning trying to do four miles and it felt like I was doing a marathon. So I think the road to recovery has got to be slow. Um, I'm quite glad I didn't rush it yesterday just because it was New Year's Day. But yeah, I think I'm, o- I'm off. I've still got a little bit of something around. I still get a bit of a headache. I still got a bit of a sore throat when I wake up, but it's nowhere near as bad as last week. So it's <laughs> got to take it slow, I think. But yeah,
0: I think the whole world you, you sound a lot better and you you don't look grey. Yeah. So I think the only other time I've seen you look that colour was when we went on a boat trip when we were <laughs> in Portugal one time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not good on the sea. So <laughs> um Uh yeah, so yeah, hopefully on the mend, but no running for me and hopefully I've got some running to report. Next week, um, oh, yeah, I was meant to race on New Year's Eve, wasn't I, which was the Friday, and one of my athletes texted me on the Thursday to see if I wanted to to come do it with her. I'd give her a 10K tempo afterwards too, and she wanted to see if I was going to do it with her. And I I almost committed to doing it, and I was like, that's so stupid. You, no chance you're going to be – and the way I was today, I was like, yeah, I would have turned up and not being able to do five minutes with her, let alone two by 10K. So that's it. Um, and I think that's 10 days out in all, which I just, I find it phenomenal how these post-COVID illnesses are wiping people out for so long. As i said...
2: Do you think it's because people didn't
0: mix for so long? They're just more susceptible to illnesses. Exactly. I, I think there's that. And I think also that there's probably... I mean, well, it's just just an observation. I could be wildly off the mark here, but it seems like more people are mixing whilst ill because we, we've made such a big deal over, obviously, COVID-19 and through various reasons, forms of polarisation. But so many people are like, oh, yeah, I'm really ill, but no masks on in crowds, in rooms. We don't care now. <laughs> it's like we care less than before. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it's
1: think... Offices and things, and it's... I mean, obviously, I've got Eliza, and she brings home everything, and that it was just the f- during COVID. I was not ill at all, all all of that year, and yeah, it's it's just a joke how much I've been ill since COVID. So hopefully, it's
0: I can wean that out somehow. Anyway, do you, do you think, Erin? Quick, quick, quickly, before you move on, do you think you've either come close to or have actually burnt out at some point over the last year or so
1: well i yeah my music last year went completely mm. I, I don't think it was i don't think it was burning out from training i think it was burning, I mean,
2: I, burning out i'm i'm very um, confident that's the case
1: well to be fair yeah, you've got you've got I mean, to remember josh i had 10 plus years of 100 mile weeks yeah true. And. Even when we were in Portugal, when we came back from Portugal when COVID first happened, my training, I trained as you didn't like, I trained very hard during COVID. And I think it was just a combination of years of training, then all this lack of sleep, work pressures have got more, just life. So a bit of de stress next year, I think, might help. Um, and life. I think. Eliza already doesn't like me, so I can <laughs> just push her aside now. Get on the fly. <laughs> right. So we go to Strava leaderboard? Um I'm yes, sure people don't to listen I'm to me talk about illnesses for too long. So, for another year, Josh mentioned this person who topped the leadboard last week in the group. So, Ross Braden, 121 miles last week. Josh, can you comment on that?
2: Yeah, strong. He, he did a, quite a few sessions as well. He actually texted me this morning. Uh, this morning or last night, saying he thought he was going to beat me for average pace, but 620, 6.23 He needs to step up. Right, but to be fair, one hundred twenty
1: one miles. That's pretty so it's great, Ross. All I'm going to say is, either carry on on Strava or don't put these runs on at all. <laughs> I don't want to just <laughs> be training.
2: Yeah, but, I hate that.
1: Um, just because you've had one big week, Ross. It's not big. It's not clever. Anyway,
2: I'm, I'm sure was, I remember yeah. my first 120 mile week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Anna Bracegirdle was top again, wasn't she? Yeah, 97. Yeah, miles sorry.
2: Um, yeah, Anna was. Uh, do, do you know what? 97 miles. She's averaged 634s with 7,000 feet of elevation. That is impressive. Yeah, she, she's got That is good
1: going. I mean, I don't know if she's potentially doing Seville. I can't remember what her last marathon was. But yeah, we should,
2: find, we should find that out and come back next
1: week yeah well i'll try and message her in the week and see if we we can get her on right what's next josh uh, <laughs> listen josh to questions top,
2: oh, oh no yeah. way sorry i was reading just well top, top male this. female done that listen to questions
1: this is anyway. why we don't put josh in charge i thought i'd drop him in it um now josh i've had loads of questions do you know what as soon as you put a marathon related question into anything you ask you get it's responses so um let's run through a couple of these i'll start at the top shane mr phil martin wants to know what marathon you're targeting next year
0: um if many things fall into place um probably probably something like valencia okay. um, or or Seville twenty four. I, I really like the idea of a a winter marathon. Okay. Um.
1: Now, this next one, we'll go to Josh first. Gary Priestley asked, drinks or gels. So, Josh, what are you doing during the marathon race in that respect? I
2: will. I will go Morton three twenty drinks, and then I'll have some emergency gels on my last probably three bottles. I did that in London. Uh, I think I did it on my last four bottles at London. And actually i just threw them all away well it sounds very wasteful actually i just threw them with my bottle but that's yeah that's what i did basically if i get to the point where i can't take any more
1: liquid i'll go to gels i've seen josh try and take a gel before and it's interesting yeah. it's, i remember why
2: no, don't sit so great and once great we were on one. a
1: long run he first took one when we stopped and He just spewed it all back out pretty <laughs> much um now i always do both i'd have 320 Every five k, and then a gel every five miles, plus one on the start line. So I think I usually take about five gels, plus have eight lots of three twenty. my
2: stomach's mad. I I don't know any
1: people I can take that much. Right, mm. Steve Turner. How many marathon-specific sessions do you do in a block?
0: As many as you want, Steve.
2: <laughs> I, yeah. I I can only speak from previous experience, but I've not done a block of Rob yet, so. I,
0: if I'm honest, I can't answer that question. Jo- Josh forward. 10 Josh tends to do like one a day, usually. <laughs> uh, I would,
2: no, I probably I I think I'd probably do two two a fortnight per cycle. Um, that's probably what I'll be doing. For really Marathon
1: good. specific, so one say a week. So.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think you're probably are looking at six to eight real big ones. Yeah other supplementary ones as well which might be a bit quicker than
2: that yeah I'm I'm probably including some of them supplementary ones as well
0: yeah I think it's highly contextual still Um, I try to uh, sort of have a couple of week period maybe maybe three weeks where actually I try and get in um, sort of more like five specific ones in for runners if they've got time but um, again you have to by that point figure out if you can tolerate that or not. As well as if as many of us do work, um if you're doing a marathon specific session in an evening after work, they take up quite a lot of time. So other things to consider, I guess.
1: Yeah. I suppose a few of these, well, they all relate to each other, but in terms of training, Craig the Rana says, what weekly mileage do you think warrants doubles? and how best to put them in your week. And I know this differs for each people, so I'm actually interested. But let's start with you, Josh. Doubles, do you do them? When do you do them? Yeah,
2: I, I definitely do them. Uh, at the minute, I actually am not doing that many. So I'm probably, this week I've probably got 100 miles, but I'll probably only double twice um, on my session days. Uh, sorry, three times, because I double on. I always do shorter runs on a Monday, so I normally go six and six. And then I just do doubles in my session days. Um, so I think I could probably still get up to maybe like 115 off the same amount of doubles. Because I what I find is you do a midweek long run and um, like my my other runs just get quite long, but then before when I was with when Matt was coaching me, I was probably doing more doubles and less of those longer runs. Um, so I think it, yeah, I think probably Shane would sort of say what Shane said is contextual to the person. Really, some people like them, some people don't. They're certainly when you when you're doing less doubles, they're certainly easier to manage. You just bang them out in the morning, job done.
1: Shane,
0: yeah, um, definitely contextual. I think um, again, having your lifestyle aside, I still think. my my main philosophy is it's way better to build endurance off singles. Um, So I suppose it's sort of finding your both physical and uh, logistical limit of what you can do in singles. And then if you think adding in more volume is going to be another form of uh, stimulation to um, basically elicit better endurance for what you need for the marathon, then layer in some doubles. Um, that's probably my main philosophy. I will, me, myself, I I can get to about 80 miles in singles, <clears throat> depending on, as Josh says, if your sessions are going to get longer anyway, you, you, you gain some volume there. I mainly don't do doubles because I am quite lazy in the morning. I really struggle to get up and do a 30-minute run Uh, before work and that's probably the main reason I don't do it but I think ultimately as a runner as long as you don't cross the line of not recovering and make sure you're eating well sleeping well recovering well the more volume you can do the better for any distance yeah and
1: Um, it takes you back to the days of when I was a student reading the Let's Run forums and (laughs) I think I want to say it was is Mark Wetmore, who's in charge of Colorado, potentially. Um, Mark Wetmore's lot used to always do singles in the summer, and they'd always hit 90 to 100 in singles. And they loved doing that. But on the flip side, there was a guy, if you ever want to waste days of your life in the Let's Run for Summer of Malmo, there was a guy who used to post called Malmo, who used to believe in doubles. And he'd say start them as soon as you can. If you're doing a a three and a three, he thinks that's better than doing a six.
0: Anyway,
1: right, each, for each, each your own. but for me, I would always probably say about 70 miles and start throwing in your double and I always throw them in first on session days and as I said, I think on previous shows, I prefer if you can do them do session in the morning and then do the four or five mile as a recovery run in the evening, but it's people's circumstances uh, uh, if that's yeah. a fit. i'm
2: the other way around personally
1: yeah but i just don't think for the majority of people throwing in a double on the morning of their session is going to help them right you for example have done loads of miles but if you're oh if yeah, you're new, yeah, yeah. if you're new to it i don't think it's the best way to throw in your double that way so if, if yeah. i was looking to add volume i'd probably do like you do on a monday and instead of maybe doing a nine ten mile run do two sixes to start with or two forty-five minutes two whatever it is so yeah, yeah.
0: I, th- I think one one final thing to add is it's it's a really interesting to, we could probably do a whole show on this we, we won't be boring <laughs> but um <laughs> and in danger of getting boring now i think the thing the problem with doubles is it, it's really not something that's been researched so everything about doubles is just sort of speculation um, well, there's so many things you can achieve through adding in a double. You might want to add in tiredness before a session. That might be deliberate. So then you could do a double before. You might want to do a double because actually, as Aaron says, if you do a session in the morning and go for a little shakeout in the evening, you can often feel better for it and recover from there. So there's all sorts of things in there. But um I think most runners can do quite a lot of volume without having to hit doubles in personally and then yeah. I think it's just a bit easier then to manage the things that allow you to, stim, uh, to adapt to what you want to adapt to such as sleep nutrition and hydration
1: yeah a um, couple of last questions Ash Murray says how long from the race should your longest run be do you usually go 20 then two weeks taper no is my answer I suppose Um. I think my longest run for most people, it was between three and four weeks out. Um, for some people that might be three, some people it might be four. And I, I do like them to do a good 24, 25, potentially even 26 miles at least once, um, or 40k, whatever people work in. But try and do that I'm probably about four, for, yeah, three to four weeks out. I mean, for me. I always do my longest marathon-specific session about three weeks out, probably on the Saturday. So three weeks one day out. And then, I yes, I taper... The, I think we've discussed this to death, but I taper the volume from almost three weeks out, it comes down. But really, I, I don't consider the taper starting until 10 days out for, for most of my athletes. I just think if you do a two, three-week... Um, run runner's world type taper you just feel awful so you've just got to try and yes you reduce the volume but just remain keep the consistency of of your runs similar to what you've been doing and um and yeah do your last intense session probably 10 days out i think works for most people i don't think josh has got anything different to say on that because i know his has always been pretty similar yeah yeah, pretty much. And again,
2: yeah, I've not i I've not done marathon session uh great build up with Rob yet, so we'll carry really for we'll,
1: we'll answer if you, there's been a few more questions, we'll answer some of these in, in future weeks. But last quick fire question um is does Josh find himself faster with matching vapours or mismatching vapours?
2: You know I can't believe how much controversy wearing them shoes caused. So many people hate them and so many people love them. So I debated bringing another pair back, but um, I've not found... I think the black and white work quite well. I've not found another pair which works. you want
1: me to run another poll? Do it. Because every time Um, I run a poll, it always goes against your beliefs of how many people like them.
2: Yeah, but that just says... What does that say about our listeners? That they're
1: very Um, intelligent people.
2: (laughs) Um, Am I faster? Well, yes, I would say, because... I haven't raced them that many times, I just Houston them. I ran pretty well there. I haven't actually raced them, I don't think any other time that I can
1: remember. There you go. Um I'm just gonna just had one literally just come in. What this comes from David Forpe. What is the combined total you three will run this year?
2: In miles.
1: Yeah, let's do it in miles. Josh, mine you... is
2: very, very dependent on injuries. Very, very dependent.
1: Yeah, well, everyone's dependent on something. You <laughs> okay. you give me a number.
2: Hang on, I'm, I'm just quickly get my calculator up.
1: Calculator. Uh,
2: yeah, because I'm going to factor in. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I, I'm going to do, 95 miles for 52 weeks. But Shane, why is doing do that? At, Can
1: you give us a number? Nine thousand. Nine thousand from Shane.
2: Oh, I've done my own. Um, yes. So I've gone 4,440 for myself. Okay. You two will probably run this way, 2,000 each. Uh, I'm going to go 10,000, easy number. Actually, I didn't need to calculate as well.
1: Okay. Well, I've written down 11,452. So I'll go 11,000 so to 9, 10, 11. We might remember to review it in the next year, we might not. Yeah. It,
2: but... You're going to have to write in and ask. I'm confident
1: riders. that we're gonna be big this year. Josh is gonna yeah. hit five thousand miles. I'm gonna hit five. Shane's gonna hit one. Um, <laughs> right, let's go to some news. Uh well, we'll start with some world type news because there's a couple of big races over the new year sort weekend. What's it? I can't remember. Saturday, Sunday. Um the first is in Barcelona. There was a 5k. Was this New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, Josh? You
2: know what? I didn't. I didn't hear any of the any of. I think it's New New Year's Eve. I'm pretty
1: confident, New Year's Eve. Now, um, I'm not gonna. Am I gonna try and pronounce the first name? is the question. Aga Hu Tay came within two seconds of the world five-kilometer record she set two years ago. Um, so I think she finished in fourteen, nineteen. Yeah, fourteen, nineteen. No, fourteen, twenty-one. I think she ran. I think her world record is fourteen. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and I know Clausthaler finished second in the European record of fourteen forty-four. And I think it was Grovel or Grovdal, the Norwegian, was fourteen fifty-two. I think in third. Um, on the men's side, I know Jakob was down to run, but he pulled out um late on due to illness. So he's had the illness that me and Shane have had. All the best people have it. Um, and I mean, I was reading the notes from World Athletics. And in both this race and the 10K, the splits are just just ridiculous, aren't they? Um, they opened up with a couple of 240Ks. Um, and I think Gurma broke away to, to win in 1325 from FIFA's. Uh, thirteen thirty, and is it race of Switzerland? I think he is in thirteen thirty-one. Yeah. Um, I think if you, yeah. You it used to, up, uh, team used to be balance. part of yeah team New Balance. Are on now, and then over in Madrid on New Year's Eve there was the ten k um San Silvestre, which is always quick. Uh, and it was Josh mm. guy and Pris Prissa. Chisang. I think, um Prisca Chisang who took the wins there and again I think most of this ra- is this the downhill race, but there's a like uphill section, I think about eight, nine K. Um am not
2: sure, but they're five K splits ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so Chefti guy went through five K in thirteen sixteen. Um and obviously slowed a bit over the hills, but cruised home in twenty seven oh nine. It's not bad. Bad Bad time for a little 10K on the road. Um Ketir was just ten seconds shy of him in twenty seven nineteen. I think Ramos of Spain was third twenty seven fifty-two. Um then on the women's side, Chisang won in thirty-nineteen, which has only been betted by Bridget Kosky and Helena Beery so she's not in bad mm. company there. Um Cheppik Chepp bitch. <laughs> My uh, yeah, Chep Kavich, Um That's how I'm saying it. Took... Chepkovich is just spelled wrong. Okay, Um <laughs> that helps. That was an easier word to say. Uh, I'll do
2: it. Nian Saba came second.
1: But let me just say, fifty-eight. The word I've got written down has a P either side of a K. Which yeah, spelled
2: yeah, yeah, wrong. It's spelled
1: wrong. Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I need to mm-hmm. do some better typing.
2: Uh, uh, I'll uh, I'll I'll take this one. Neon Saar became second, thirty fifty eight, and Cheppengetich. And oh, sorry, Chekkoetich came third in thirty one hundred six. I put it as well.
1: All right, let's go on to some domestic running. Um, I've dropped in the Ely New Year's Eve ten k, even though there's no official results on Power of Ten. Um, I was absent. Alex Malloy took the win in thirty one thirty five, just ahead of Chris Darling, who's a couple of times winner in the past. Uh Hannah Lord took the victory on the women's side in 3749 and then did ten K tempo afterwards. So not a bad day for Hannah. Um Is that Noz the personal coach? Yeah, her coach is a bad man. Um Nos Gallan was New Year's Eve, five K. Nice weather in Wales, Josh. Um
2: I didn't need the house, I <laughs> no, it
1: not No, it's wet and windy, apparently. Because Lloyd Shepherd Brown right. took the win in fourteen fifty three, which is a little bit slower than it's usually won.
2: Yeah, actually, now you say that, I think that's that's why because um, the, the weather was pretty pretty calm.
1: And Kate drew, clearly, but it was
2: quite a close finish.
1: Yeah, Kate drew clearly took the women's in seventeen twenty. Um, there was another five k podium on potentially New Year's Day. Don't have what day it was on, which is always useful. Um Conan Harper took the win in 1439 and Olivia Mason in sixteen forty on the wins. And then we'll go back to some couple of more ten K's. Serpentine New Year's Day ten K. Zach Seddon uh took the win in thirty oh five. Um and it was quite there's quite a few quick people on the on the men's side because I saw Jamal. 30-26 and I think Sanderson was also way well under thirty one minutes. Um, women's side, Annie Birch winning thirty six oh three, just just ahead of Nina Griffith 36 thirty six sixteen, and Rose Penfold thirty six fifty four. Now, Shane, one for you. Cleethorpes New Year's Day ten k. What can you tell us about that?
0: Well, I tell you if, I, if I wasn't ill, I would have done it and ran a solo twenty nine oh two, but unfortunately, I was ill. So Matthew Bowser took the win in 3059. Uh Will Strangeway was second in 3119 and Daniel James was third in 3249. On the women's side, Sophie Wallace, who's been in form as well, ran 3440. Um Nat Burns, Natalie Burns was uh, second in 3702, and Heather Hann was third in 3716. Uh, so, and interesting to note, uh, Matthew Bowser, men's winner, Sophie Wallace, women's winner, um, got engaged over Christmas. But they did, I uh, think, I think they're just, they're just trying to maximize the amount of couples' pictures they can uh, they can get on the podium.
1: Yeah, hopefully, we actually manage to get on a stag do this time. Be nice. Um,
0: maybe, maybe. we'll we'll see.
1: So I mean, in, in the notes that I've got, the reporter wrote, if the wind was anything like it was in South London this morning, now, here's the thing, people of London, it is not windy in London. Come to the seafront in Lincolnshire and you'll find out some real wind. Um, so, yeah, that's that got me a little bit angry
0: when I saw that. What Aaron, what are the three things guaranteed in life? wind yeah, we... taxes Def taxes and wind in lincolnshire god's sake you're rubbish
1: Death, taxes and wind in lincolnshire right um there was a couple of other performances from abroad that we had some brits at i think mohammed mohammed was in holland um now i think this was a cross country race right he won the sylvester um it's called sylvester cross it's like presume it is. Um but he beat David Nilsson, who's rapid over five K, is he not? Low thirteen minutes. Um so yeah. decent field there that he took the win at. Um over in Barcelona the race we mentioned, I think. Um Gemma Kersley around 1622. So I probably should put that in the 5K report. And five K in Bolzano, Italy Izzy Fry ran sixteen twenty seven. So yeah, a few people went abroad for New Year's Eve. So I think that's about it for this week, boys. What's happening in your life next week, Shano?
0: I have coursework to do, as always. Yeah, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have some fun. However, I'm gonna take on board what I learned last time. I'm gonna try my hardest not to do an all nighter. I've got a standing desk at work and I'm probably just not going to try as hard to be honest.
1: Josh, are you going to try as hard? I think your boss uh, listens, so maybe you should say yes.
2: Uh, She's not my boss anymore, but she she still works. Um, I was going to go to London tomorrow actually to the office, but there's train strikes all week, so I'm not now because I couldn't get home. Um yeah there's, i'm not really doing anything other than running and work
1: you've not got any new year's resolutions to talk us through
2: um i thought about this actually because i thought you might ask drink more water and do an exam every quarter there you go rhymes as well
1: the thing about drinking more water is before we recorded a few months ago you told us that you were full up from drinking too much water <laughs> so maybe Maybe more, have more new, consistently. So. Yeah. Any new New Year's resolutions on your shot on your side, Shane.
0: Um, I don't make them anymore because I fail every okay. year. Um, as I mentioned the other week, one of my main New Year's resolutions was to not get ill, and I still didn't make it. I made it 362 days. So um, and also the the New Year New Me thing. Why do you need? a new year's day to have a new you right just if you feel like you need a new you do it any day and also if you feel like you need a, you need a new you like what's wrong with a current you if you wait you know, seven
1: years every cell in your body would have regenerated to so it's a new you anyway
0: there you go every um, seven years you can do one exactly what, um, what, what about you Aaron? is your new year's resolution to spend less time with your daughter or what
1: no it's actually to spend more um so, I need to sort a few things out. But I think for the podcast wise, we will start to re interview some people. So, hopefully, some interviews to look out for from some of our top athletes because we've been a bit slack of that of late. Hopefully, get a couple of people on board for a, maybe a side show leading into London. And there's been a couple of, or there's been a name mentioned. So, maybe we can get him or her involved to do their training, the build up to London. Um, and yeah, just try and balance life a bit better. I think I, I'm always one for taking on a bit too much and just got to start saying no to a few things. I think maybe um, just so I can, yeah, not get so stressed out and ill every week because this year has not been pleasant.
0: Well, if you, if you, come to me after the uh, after the 9th of January, which is my hand in for this coursework. This piece of coursework is on human resource policy and employee engagement, mental health and well-being. So there you go. Slash, any listeners, if you fancy writing me a piece of coursework, uh, just ping us a message.
1: There you go. That's it, boys. Um, we'll chat again next week and hopefully have more, more running to report. Cheers, boys. Yeah,